This episode of the Play Too Much podcast is brought to you by MovingInsider.com, a U-Haul-sponsored blog. We all know that moving to a new place is exciting, but it can also be a bit daunting. Play Too Much had the chance to write a guest blog entitled, Five Ways to Discover Your Local Music Scene. In that article, we talked about some of the best ways to discover new music. You can use MovingInsider.com as a resource to find helpful tips and information for your DIY move or to find information on adjusting to a new city. You can also receive these tips by following at U-Haul on Twitter or head over to movinginsider.com. Now it's time for the Play Too Much podcast. Hello and welcome to the Play Too Much podcast. I'm Alana and with me as always is Mark. Hey yo. For those of you who don't know what the Play Too Much podcast is, we are talking all things music. We've been filming and interviewing a lot of great artists, and on today's episode, we have Slimoth and the Delta Saints. It was a fun chat. I always like talking to every member of the band at once, as opposed to just one member. Um, it was interesting to hear about how they met through Craigslist, which is, seems like a unique way to start playing music. And uh, it got a little weird. We ended up talking about Hebrew School, which I was not ready for, although I'm the one that brought it up, so I should have been ready. But uh, check out the interview. I think it's uh, one you'll enjoy. <laughs> Sly Moth, how you guys doing? I should say guys and girls. Can you introduce yourselves? I'm My May. <laughs> I'm the bassist. I'm the guitarist. My name's Steve. Hi, I'm Danny. I sing songs. Hey, I'm Jonathan. Drums. So, first question, fairly obvious. Where did the name Sly Moth come from? Uh, it's a shortening of Sly Motherfucker. <laughs> you sound badass when you say it like that. <laughs> it's not actually true, but uh, I, <laughs> I guess it kind of is now. Yeah. Yeah. I was picturing um, Sylvester Stallone's face on a moth when he said Sly Moth. My first time saw the name, actually. Hmm. It's, it's very open to interpretation. That's how I interpret it. Good. Cool. <laughs> so, how did you guys, like, did you guys start playing, you're all from New York, or did you all started, you band formed in New York? Uh, the band formed in Brooklyn, uh, it was a, a response to a Craigslist ad. Um, you know, I was at work one day, and... I responded to an ad for a creative guitar player from this drummer who is no longer a part of the band. And then we found Zemo, and then we found Danny, and then the drummer left, and we found Jonathan. Yes. <laughs> it was a pretty weird ad altogether. Like, there's some visuals and there's some pictures in the ad, like, of, like, you know, the sun coming up and, like, weird things, which is, like, that's what made me answer the ad originally. I was like, who are these weirdos? <laughs> For some reason, your music makes me think of the Clueless soundtrack. I don't know why. Every time I heard you guys playing, I was picturing listening to that, that album, for better or worse. You know, I've always loved that movie. It is a good movie. Yeah. Is it something about all of our black clothes? <laughs> no. If you were wearing bright pink clothes, it would have put that Yeah, in that would mind. actually make more sense. But no, it's because your music's kind of like light and fun. Is that? Did you set out to write music like that? Yes, in some ways, you know, I mean, I like, uh, you know, uh, writing something that, like, kind of evokes feelings of summer. We started out, you know, having a lot of songs that didn't, it wasn't all in the same theme. We kind of experimented a lot. Right. And, then, and then I think when, I think it was like Surf Rider, that one song kind of changed things for us. We were like, oh, we love the summeriness of the song. And then we kind of went with it and then now our songs are are a lot more fun and upbeat 
So who writes the music? Do you all write it collectively, or what's the writing process like? Um, well, I mean, generally speaking, I'll come in with, like, a chord pattern or something like that, and sometimes I'll have lyrics, and sometimes I won't. And then uh, Danny will, you know, flesh out her into the lyrics, and then, you know, uh, uh, May and Jonathan add their parts, and then we kind of just rehearse it until it feels right. Awesome. What's the weirdest place you've ever played? As a band? Mm. Or, or individually. Well, I was once in this band a long time ago, and we played at uh, this little uh, stage that was outside of the um, World Cup. <laughs> there was like this mini riot for a while, and people jumped up on the stage. That was a really strange show. I have some, I think. Yeah, you've definitely you, played the more weirdest places. You have some stories, I can tell. Ah, Whenever I yeah. ask these questions, you kind of look up like, oh, I don't know if I should talk I about this. I have like a thousand <laughs> places, but I think the well, strip clubs, that's happened. Male or female? Oh, yeah, just female ones so far. <laughs> Not with and then, Slima. Like no. a confirmation, some girls' confirmation. What about bar bat mitzvahs? Bar bat mitzvahs for sure. Are you available to play bat mitzvahs? Because I know some people. <laughs> I'm on that circuit. Oh, really? Oh, hell yeah. I could st- <laughs> Unfortunately, I could kind of see us doing that sometimes. If it pays right, yes. Yeah, sure, why not? I mean, even if the show goes really poorly, you'll get a lot of free chicken fingers, because that is what's always served at Bar and Bar That sounds good. I'll I've never got such weird looks from a band when I said that. As I just hey, we're did. in New York. I would yeah, right? totally a wear like, a Sweet 16 dress if we ever played a Bar Mitzvah. I'll look it up. Seriously, you might oh. have to learn a little bit of Hebrew, but other than that, you should be set. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we're good for now. You guys looked at me like, get the fuck out of here. Get us the fuck out of here. But thank you guys so much for joining us in the podcast, Sly Moth. You Thanks guys were fun to us. talk to. Thank you. interview with Slime Moth, a really fun, punky band. Kind of reminds me of like a science show going uh, when they're like the Slime Moth. Did you ever notice that they're always British? The announcer, whoa. Did you ever notice that the announcers are always British on those things? Yeah, the Slime Moth just flew north for half wow. a year. Clearly you spent a lot of time across the pond because that accent is just spot was it, on. Was it perfect? It was Sly. But yeah, why are the announcers always British? I don't know. I guess British people like insects. So don't forget to watch their session on playtoomuch.com, their performance. <laughs> and that interview was recorded at Astoria Soundworks in Queens, New York. Astoria Soundworks also helps make this podcast possible. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Do you know who the Cro-Mags are? Fuck yeah, I do. All right, so what are the lyrics to Face the Facts? You have five seconds. Uh, I don't five, know the lyrics four, that well. four, three... Two, one, you suck. I don't know the lyrics. That's okay. I'll tell you them right now. There's a rhythm to this madness, and I think it's getting strange. I could feel it in the air. It's time. We got to rearrange. It's time for us. We got to make the crucial change. You know how I know that? No, but I would love to find out. Because when we were producing this podcast, I Googled facts about the Chromags and saw those lyrics. And I got to ask then, why are you searching for the Cro-Mags? Because this podcast is supported by the guys at Astoria Soundworks Studios. And Daryl mentioned that one of the guys plays in Cro-Mags. Who's Daryl? My name is Daryl. I'm the assistant manager at Astoria Soundworks. Are there any bands that you hear rehearsing that you think are great? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's so many. I wouldn't want to, like, 
I wouldn't want to start naming names because that would exclude. You don't want to pick, pick no, I don't. But there's so many. There really are. I mean, if you're into hardcore, obviously there's a lot of New York hardcore bands that come here. You know, obviously we have the, we have Agnostic Front, Chromags, uh, Kraut. See, that's why I brought up the Chromags. So whether you're a punk rock or poet, head on over to Astoria Soundworks to practice your art. Visit AstoriaSoundworks.com for more information. So uh, what have you been listening to these days, Alana? Oh, oh, oh boy, let me tell you. Um, I've been listening to the Ryan Adams 1989 cover album. I wonder why he made that. Okay, well, uh, I'll tell you. Uh, he did it for fun. Not at all for any monetary monetary benefits. Well, that's um, not true. Uh, uh, no, it is. So wait, you don't think that... You don't think it's a coincidence that he chose to cover the album that's like the most popular album in the country? Uh, I think that maybe he did, but not because he knew he was going to make a lot of money off of it. Anyways, the second album I've been listening to, well, not album, it's a mixtape, is uh, obviously What a Time to Be Alive, the new uh, Future and Drake uh, mixtape. Who's better, uh, Drake or Future? I mean, Drake. What's Future's real name? I think it's, oh man. Oh, it's. I think it's Future. That's not his real name. No, I think it is. I'm going to leave this country if that's his real name. <laughs> uh, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you assume his name is actually Future? Because people, like, he has so many nicknames. His birth name is Nevadius de Moon Wilburn. Yeah, it's a good thing he changed that to something else. I what about you? Very different uh, end of the spectrum. There's been a couple <laughs> albums I've been listening to. One of them is from one of my, two of my favorite bands of all time actually have released out new albums. One of them is the Swedish metal band called Soilwork, and they've just released an album called The Ride Majestic, which is fantastic. And the other band that I've been listening to a lot, I've been listening to a lot since like 1995, is, <laughs> uh, is the new album from Slayer called Repentless. And it is their first album without founding member Jeff Hanneman. Who passed away, and uh, they had now have Gary Holt on guitar. From the How does that make you feel? That he passed away? Yeah, like that one of the main members of the band is missing. I was really bummed. I mean, uh, Gary Holt is from a metal band called Exodus, and he's been close with Slayer for a while, and he did an awesome job filling in. I was kind of hesitant to listen to it because mm-hmm. when the main one of the main dudes who wrote most of the songs isn't in the band anymore, yeah, it can be worrisome. But the song and the album. Both called Repentless. The title track is awesome. I definitely recommend you checking that out. Not you, because you wouldn't like it. But <laughs> people listen to metal. Listen to the new Slayer album. Have you ever listened to either Slayer or Soilwork? No, but I listened to the Deftones before. That's cool. Do you like actively dislike metal? Um. I mean, Slayer is like metal metal. Like Soilwork is metal, but they have a lot of singing as well. Slayer is just like balls out heavy. Yeah, I don't know if I like... I would never like judge somebody for liking them. I just don't. I can't see a scenario where I would like want to listen to all like the sort of music. You that know? was quite the impression of metal. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna do a little experiment then. I'm gonna play you part of the title track of the new Slayer album called "Repentless," and I would like to get your honest opinion. And don't just be like it sucks. Like I want to. Uh, actually know I would never do that. I want to like know what you actually think about it. Okay. Not, it's not terrible because there's no like screaming or anything. It feel it makes me feel like I just want to run, like I want to run from the cops even though there are no cops chasing me. 
That's the way you're supposed to feel. It's supposed to give you energy. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> nope. Feeding on my towel rats is all you fucking... I can't be what they're saying. Noise. It makes me tired. You just said it gives you energy. Like, it makes it makes me feel like my heart is on overdrive. Are you, are you quoting like And like my song? brain, I can't hear anything you're saying. <laughs> oh, I'm not, not convinced. I'm not trying to convince you. Um, it was a fun experiment. Figure out more, see more okay. better things to do. That's good English. Yeah. Oh, I've never used these types of head, the Apple. Yeah. Which one's the, how do you know which one's the right? I'm at a stage in my life. He's at an uh stage in his life. Well, I feel like I can comprehend a thing and everything. You comprehend a thing and anything. Less than 10 seconds before the N word comes in. I think this is future so far. I hate the auto tune. I hate auto tune, period. This doesn't really rap so far. It's just future, just kind of like. With me. He's not rapping. Alright, now it's picking up a little. Diamond saw him dancing. I'm assuming Diamond is a stripper. I can't hear myself talking, by the way. It's really weird. Oh, this music is blasting my headphones. You know what this reminds me of? When you're at a gas station and the guy next to you has, like, really, really loud music. Oh, well, that was an interesting experiment. None of my favorite songs are ruined at all. We should do that some more. So we're going to kick it to Chris, who recently got to hang with the band The Delta Saints. The Delta Saints are a killer rock band from Tennessee who stopped by Astoria while they were in New York City for their nationwide tour. Uh, you can check out the band's album Bones on iTunes or scoop up the vinyl wherever good records are sold. Um, I don't know, wherever you go get your records. Uh, all right, here's Chris. So why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Uh, Delta Saints. Yeah, so we're the Delta Saints. My name is Ben Ringle. I'm Nate Kramer. And I'm Dylan Fitch. Cool, cool. So you guys just put out an album recently. Um, tell me a little bit about it. What's the name of it? Uh, when did it come out? Yeah, so the name is called It's called Bones. Um, came out August 7th. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's like our sophomore full-length album. We've been a band for like eight years, but it's only the second like full-length we put out. We put out a couple of like EPs and smaller you know, live discs and stuff like that. But yeah. um, the second, it's the second uh, full-length and uh, started working on it about 18 months ago. Kind of the whole process was like from start to finish, you know, songwriting to packaging was about 18 months and just been touring pretty hard on it so far and are going to continue kind of throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. When did you guys start playing together? Uh, well, the band started in 2007, really, like late October, I guess. Started writing. We didn't start you touring. You knew the month. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's like, that might be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. You're just like, God, I've been doing this for so long. Yeah. So, But it's been like an eight-year process so far. Ha have you noticed that the process has changed, like leading up from when you guys started eight years ago to, to this album, uh, to Bones? And I Yeah, I think so, 100%. Well, 100%. I mean, even yeah. just the time that you know Nate and I have been in the band, um, we see a constant evolution of how the, the process changes and where inspiration is kind of being drawn from. And uh, it's, it's awesome because we don't, people ask us about the process all the time and 
it changes so often that we don't have a set answer for that you know one of our favorite songs occurred as a spur of the moment um you know like in studio our producer put a mic up in front of uh ben and i and and just hit record and we started jamming and that turned into a song that our favorite song on the record or some of our favorite song on the record and um you know and so that was the first time anything like that had happened just an improv into a song you know and and then some songs start as you know we play them for years before we finally kind of tune it up to recording status or something you know so it's pretty drastically different um ends of the spectrum that where our songs are are coming from but always uh it's always fun. Like yeah. I, I love. It's like you say all the time. It's like birthing a child. You know, like getting getting a song out. It's it like does sound like fun. There's this. Well, there's this. <laughs> to be like, fair, we really don't know what that. Yeah, like. we have no. We're just dudes in it. Yeah, no, you're you are right. Imagine I, yeah. you know, <laughs> emotionally, if you will. Uh, you know, there's all this kind no, of right. pain and struggle, and even a little bit of strife when you have five strong creative minds all right. trying to have some input do you think that's influenced the way you approach the mindset of making songs now do you do you feel like there's a little more i mean a lot of the bands we talk to are either on the cusp of getting signed or, or have just gotten signed but do you think that for you guys that weighs heavy on your mind when you're when you're making music these days uh honestly i think the coolest thing about loud and proud is uh that we don't like there wasn't any pressure and still isn't any pressure to like you know that kind of that was the big thing with us like we've um we have, and it's causing, it caused some growing pains at first uh, with when we started working with like people like Loud and Proud and our booking agent and our management of like, we have such a tight grasp right. on every aspect, the business aspect, especially. We feel like, and it sounds so cliche, but like just pretty humbled that people want to actually work with us, anyone, period, let alone like people like the agency group or Loud and Proud or, or venture management, the guys who, who manage us. And, um, but the cool thing is, <clears throat> uh, is that we've approached this, I think from the beginning as like, we we've seen so many cautionary tales especially in nashville with with buddies of ours who will get signed and you know are expected to skyrocket to bieber status and all this kind of shit and, and then drop yeah, and drop yeah and so you you realize like i think we realized early on that we're we're looking to internally create something really interesting and, and different try to be a little different and that we it's up to us to like make ourselves cool you know like we shouldn't have to rely on a booking agent or a label or a management to be like hey like do your hair this way like hey try getting to the chorus five seconds faster and you know like instead we're just we kind of approach it like no like we know that we find this personally interesting and and that's good enough for us you know and and i think one thing we've i think done a pretty good job is surrounding ourselves with people who who believe in that right um and so like with lmp like they from the get-go they're just like we're not looking to make you anything that you're not right we're you know we like what you're doing we're here to support that um and it's been cool and and but and i think it might have been just reverse psychology on their part but like (laughs) we i think we've seen we see the opportunity for growth and and for you know different areas of success you know and and so i think as you get older you start to get a little more level-headed looking at things and being like there's a way to mix this avant-garde thing that really drives us internally and do it so that people want to listen to it on the radio making it as accessible yeah. yeah man you know because it's it's all like we could all play in our mom's basement and just make the most avant-garde bullshit right period right and that might be so personally satisfying but you know like this is also a career that we want to do yeah you know sure. so there's a balance yeah was there ever a point where you guys thought like uh 
I'm giving it one more year, and then then I'm gonna be. I think everybody kind of gets to those points. Uh, you know, there's there. It's been a definite uh, definite roller coaster since the beginning of being in the band, um, with just different uh, personalities and and life things happening you know and sure um there there's definitely been points where people are like you know like this needs to work right now because i'm relying on this and if it doesn't work then i can't do it you know and and as far as that goes that's that pressure does exist it, it's not necessarily a timeline sure. but but the the, the reality that now people are starting to have families and stuff so that it's only made us want to ramp up our efforts you know to make make it happen and and yeah. really go 100 percent full tilt into doing this because if we don't then it's not going to work you well, know? it makes it work harder yeah right. yeah and i think just from the beginning we've always had this idea where it wasn't like a in 12 months if this isn't but it's always been like an idea that we want to be able to look back a year from any given point and see like actual growth right and be like cool like whether it's like we used to sleep on floors and now we sleep in hotels or you know uh you know that we've got we're in this you know their album was reviewed in this these magazines that we had really hoped for and or you know just like some some tangible growth where you go like okay like i'm 28 i'm married or like you know 25 own a house whatever it is and yeah. like this is becoming a reality you know what i mean sure. this is becoming something that that isn't just yeah, you know, let's, in the yeah, basement. Yeah, yeah, let's play a bunch yeah. of uh, you know, battle of the bands and see how you know where that goes. Like it, it's becoming more of like a sustainable sure machine. You know, are you guys from Nashville? Like all all originally no. from Nashville? from all over. Um, really, uh, we met in Nashville. Um, I grew up uh, just outside of Nashville uh, in Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, but we all met in college, or most of us met in college, and then um, met Nate through uh, touring with uh, another band. And we really liked him, and then um, we kind of met uh, Vincent, our new drummer, uh, in a somewhat serendipitous fashion. Well, that was a, just a <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. We were looking for a new drummer and kind of reaching out to people. And um, this one girl I talked to was like, I, you know, I know a guy back home. He's really good. He might be interested. I'll send him your info. And Vincent texted me maybe an hour later and was like yeah i'd like to audition for this oh, cool. and he yeah. came out and has just been killing it for yeah. us like yeah. really uh, we're we're at full tilt now you know so everyone's all spread out but we're we're basing in nashville yeah. one unit yeah yeah I, i'm from louisiana originally but okay but cool. uh so not even not even from tennessee no no, yeah. no but wow. again we met in college and, yeah. and the collegiate years we'll call it the album bones is out uh it's via loud and proud records and i'm yeah. sure there'll be many opportunities to see you guys across the country delta saints thank you guys for, for coming by thank you for having Thanks us for having yeah. us my love is Gravel roads, I trace the fields and figured white lines. Your heart, your heart is like an anchored ship. The wind it blows, the sea it screams, but you don't move an inch. Pay no mind to thread of distances to hold. Step is heavy, but it tires not in the throat. Oh, my love. 
sing You sing from the depths of your breath A song that beats the devil back And locks him in my chest And I run, I run these days all through Be it the sun or moon That shines her light and throws me back to you Pay no mind to Spread of distances to hold My step is heavy, but it tires not in the throat Oh my love Oh my love Not be I'd be back the fainting old tools Just to clear the line and set my gaze These eyes for none but you And call me hell or the slightest heat of intent Lay not a hand or whispered word for Whom they are not meant And if the gods decide And the heavens cease fair I'll be there with you through the thick of it. And if the gods decide and the heaven sees fair, I'll be there with you through the thick of it. And pay no mind to the thread of distances to go. My step is heavy, but it tires. Not in the throat. Oh, my love. All right, so that was uh, Chris's interview with Delta Saints, and that's going to be it for our show this week. So we thank you for listening, and make sure you uh, rate and review us on iTunes and all that good shit. And you can follow us on Twitter. My Hashtag screen name, whatever you call it these days, is at Shankletown. And what is yours, Alana? Get your pens and papers out, kids. Mine is at Alanasaurus, I L A N A S A U, three R's, U S. Uh, and today's podcast is brought to you by Moving Insider, a U Haul sponsored blog, and Astoria Soundworks. So, our mamas and our papas. So, thank you for listening, and we will see you guys soon. Later. Take my time? Yeah, like, don't, like, you don't have to rush. Everything's okay. Okay, is it? <laughs> Nobody answered. Yes. <laughs> I'm just worried about the carrot situation. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the bitch now? <laughs> <laughs> Boo that. <man. laughs>